welcome to episode 22 of No Putts Given, and my dad drove a Lamborghini. In this episode, and today we're going to tell you the number one driver of 2020, and it ain't even 2020 yet. Cobra's got a new driver. It's called the Speed Zone. Think about Trans Am, and you'll already kind of have a visual of what that's going to look like. Everybody with their mullet, bring your mullet back, you know, pull them T-tops off. And Lynx Golf, you remember them? They've got a new club called the Prowler. Is there a place for Lynx Golf? What do you think, Larry? We'll find out. We're going to find out. And then Wilson Staff has a new utility iron. Looks a little bit similar to their blade. Clean, uncomplicated. Tony's got an opinion about that. And a golf ball survey with some results that might shock you. Let's get it. No Putts Given is powered by My Golf Spy, the most extensive reviews in golf. Before you buy, My Golf Spy. Nine million readers do it every year. Check us out. Yeah. Did you see somebody got shot over the Popeye's chicken sandwich? Yeah, what? it wasn't me, and I had it. I had the sandwich. Did you? I did. Worth, worth getting killed for? No, hell no. It's good. Well, you pretty soon we're going to have to stop talking about Popeye's and only start talking about Taco Bell. That's all I know. Here's hoping. So Tony just got back from the Cobra event. Where was that, by the way? West Palm Beach, Florida. And I thought he would be happy. I talked to him on the trip and he was miserable because of the... It was hot, man. Yeah, it's so <laughs> nice. hot. When you go to Phoenix and they're like, well, at least it's a dry heat. And you're like, yeah, whatever. It's 110 degrees. Who gives a shit if it's a dry heat? But then you go to Florida and it's like... 85 in a wet heat you're like yeah no that 110 is like way 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 better yeah so that part sucked but you know that's florida so you got to drive a race car i'm jealous I, yeah I, I drove a lamborghini which is wow pretty wild yeah. slowly i heard i, I drove did. a race car 45 miles an hour <laughs> I, it was it was it was and, and the thing is it's like it's full-blown like stock lamborghini they don't put governors on it the guy in the the guy in the passenger seat kind of telling you how to drive on the fly doesn't have a brake or a or a steering wheel so it's like man whatever you do you do and i'm before you can go out on the track they give you a safety presentation and talk about how if you uh if you get two wheels off the track it's a 600 hundred dollar inspection fee and if you get four wheels off the track it's 800 and if you wreck the thing it's a 6500 deductible and before you know it like i'm I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to drive like my grandma for most of this. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, it, so I actually got passed. One person passed me, Damn. which is embarrassing enough. And then I Wait, find there, out it was there actually... there were multiple cars driving at the same time? Yeah, you, you put a little bit of space in between you, and then you go. And if you're going a little slow, they you get waved off to the side, and it... Turned out I, I got passed by Tisha Alin. So yes, Tisha, <laughs> I love it. I didn't even find out. Like she mentioned, we were hanging out. Uh, a whole bunch of us were hanging out, waiting to go to the airport on uh, yesterday afternoon. And she's like, "Yeah, she's talking about how much fun she had." And she's like, "I passed somebody," and I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> "Did you admit that it was you?" No. Or is this no, no, no. is this the public admission right now? Yeah, this is it. Yeah. Hopefully, when we see her down at the PGA show, we can shame you. Then we'll get a picture yeah. of you guys together. <laughs> no it was a it was a good time i was i was excited like i looked the guys like you got it up to 145 in the straightaway which is which is pretty intense but then you find out like the thing has a max speed of like 203 and i'm like yeah. oh so i left 60 on the table so you're out there at the cobra event who what other media people are out there what'd you say golf wrx who yeah, else wrx i mean i saw dave dusek i think is golf week now right so dusek was out um 
our buddy Rick Young was out, so huge Canadian con- contingent, just a bunch of Canadian dudes, which is always fun. They brought over um, some guys from England as well, uh, some of the, like the the trick shot guys, so Coach Rusty or whatever he goes by, and uh, like I said, Tisha. But I think probably the biggest Cobra media event I've been to in years. So they're they're doing a little bit of spending this year. And I will yeah. say though, launching a product called Speed Zone. Right at a at a racetrack is the most on the nose media event I've been to since uh, Taylor <laughs> made launch jet speed at literal jet speed up in the air between Carlsbad and Vegas. So yeah, speed guys. People that have been there around the industry as long as you and I have now, Tony, have seen kind of a you know a bell curve, a shift, some kind of these media events. Right, first started out in the industry, my gosh, by the media events were huge. Right, like. You still have a locker from TaylorMade. You went on a jet with TaylorMade. Callaway did some events. Uh, Nike did some really interesting things. Nike did a lot of a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, Cobra does one every year, and and PXG does does one or two depending on you know the release cadence at the time. So that was a big thing. What ten eight years ago, right? And then it kind of died off, and went away. Yeah. Spending kind of spending drink, you know, dried up. But now it seems to be that you know golf is starting to do a little bit better, and this is a sign of the times, right? So when golf starts to do better, people start start to spend more, and you start to see more of these media events. And Cobra has kind of been forgotten about to some degree, not in the sense of coming out with good equipment, but they're just kind of a fourth place for type, you know. They're and now they want to make a bigger name. I always talk about Cobra kind of being, being the in the middle brand, right? So you've got the the big guys, you know, TaylorMade, Callaway, Ping, and and Titleist. And again, Titleist has a ton of strength in the golf ball, right? That helps elevate that entire business. And then you have kind of at the other end the the Wilsons and the Tour Edges and the Cleveland Shrixons, kind of that that smaller tier, if you will. And then kind of right in the middle is Cobra, right there. They're they're sort of like they're really the within the kind of the mainstream the only really true like middle medium sized golf company at this point. Yeah, so it's nice to see them you know doing an event like this because it tells me that they're doing better and and like you found out they are doing better you know yeah, uh, up, seems like Puma and Cobra right. Yeah, so business as a whole and you know don't hold me to these exact numbers I have to check my notes but year over year about up thirty percent. Uh, doing really well in apparel, which you know, I think a lot of people assume Puma has always done well in apparel, but that hasn't necessarily been the case. So they're like, I think number three, maybe number three pant on the market, trouser, uh, which is kind of an odd thing to to even hear about. But you know, they're they're selling a lot of a lot of pants. The the footwear is now number four in the market. So. You know, and, and they've been they're up in clubs as well. So they they had a good year uh, last year with F nine, and so it's you know for for this year twenty twenty well, it's it's just really about building momentum. You know, keep going up as as Jose Miraflor said in one of the presentations. He's like, you know, there was there was a run where where flat was our new up. How how do you think that the the driver is going to do in twenty twenty? Do you think it's going to be as good as the F nine speed back? Because that was better. That was a good driver. I really like that driver. Better. Really? Better. I mean, not quantum <laughs> leap. I'm not. I'm not going to bullshit anybody and tell you. Oh my God, it's going to blow the doors off. But do yeah, you think I it's going to be better? It's better. Okay. Better. Let's double check. Why do you say that? Can you can you reveal? I mean, it's just it's it's what Cobra does, right? And you're going to see when this launches. I talked about it last week. Some some really innovative design stuff. And if you look kind of traditionally, 
on the driver front, there's a case to be made that, that Cobra has been the innovative leader, right? When when everybody else was moving weights left to right, heel to toe, Cobra Cobra was the, the guys that did the front to back. And then all of a sudden, right, everybody's moving weight front to back for the most part. And, you know, other things like, I believe it was with Fly Z, right? They, they were the first to kind of put carbon fiber plates on the sole, right? They had those couple of small carbon fiber areas and then before you know it right Callaway had carbon fiber on the sole and, and TaylorMade's got massive carbon fiber on the sole now and I think what you're going to see with this when when we can really talk about the speed zone driver and the technology there I think that's the kind of thing where you could see a shift with the rest of the industry going oh yeah that that's actually a pretty solid idea let's let's do something well like let, let's let's give everybody a hint out there that yeah. doesn't know what it's going to be so for all those grits and stoners out there from back in the day just remember the Trans Am, and you might get a good picture in your mind of what this new driver from Cobra is going to be, the speed zone. There's going to be a lot of uh, carbon fiber, and it's going to be in a place where you can let your uh, 1090 flow in the wind. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of words I just did not understand there. <laughs> Business up front, party in the back. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Wait, are you, are you telling me that this, this driver is going to have a mullet? The back? <laughs> it's going to be good for the guy that has a mullet it's or gonna, the girl Harry, that has a mullet. Harry's like, what's a Trans Am? I don't <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing what it's like. i um, trying to get that yeah. in the studio and looking forward to seeing what I can do with that mullet flow at the back. <laughs> yeah, so 2020, Cobra Driver. Tony thinks it's going to be better, 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 better. And and a good thing to think about too is like uh, Callaway probably will be down a little bit. TaylorMade up. Uh, you got Titleist. Yep, Titleist down. Ping maybe even down just because of the fact that their drivers have been out for a while, right? Um, so Tony has said he's going on the record that it's going to be the third most compelling driver of 2020. Right, which is, I mean, that that sounds like damning it with faint praise, but. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, so that's that's uh, the new Cobra Speed Zone driver in 2020. So look out for that and think Trans Am if you don't have a visual in your head. What was the driver? Why am I not remembering? F6? The track? Remember that sounded like shit, but it was great for fitting people? F6. Yeah, yeah. F6, uh, F6 Plus. That was a good driver. Yeah. And again, that was one, too, where, you know, super innovative in that, you know, nobody else was really using carbon fiber as that that main structure and it was just a case of you know really cool design really awesome mass properties and you know that was a driver that was really just filthy good but the sound was filthy bad the next topic is what will be the number one driver in 2020 it'll be tailor-made tailor i'm going with tailor-made tailor-made's gonna have the number one driver this year I think so. I, I think, like I said, I, I feel like drivers are kind of on, on two-year cycles, even when there's a new one every year. And I think this is this is kind of a year two evolution for Callaway and with some other factors, right? I'd be lying if I said that that I didn't think that Harry Arnett leaving was going to hurt them. Uh, I mean, from, from top to bottom, right? He, he definitely was behind a lot of that strategy that that really moved the needle and helped propel Callaway to the top of the industry and I think I think they're going to suffer without him. I don't I don't see anybody stepping in and filling that role cleanly, right? There's going to be some bumps in the road and so you factor that in with with again this being now the sort of the new year release, the the second year, you know, you had you had Twist Face and then the evolution was injected Twist Face, speed injected Twist Face and now I think you're going to 
you're going to see kind of a, a new platform entirely. And that's, that's usually where your opportunities are. That's what we're going to see with, from TaylorMade. And, and I think it'll be enough to get them back to number one in the driver category. When was the last time they were number one in driver category? It's been a couple of years. not like been forever or anything. It's I think more than two. I know. I think, I, yeah, well, I, I think Epic got to number one and Rogue was number one and Epic Flash, I believe, was number one. And so. Wasn't the Bertha brand, Big Bertha, number one? I mean, that's one of those, right? Um, depending on how you count, everybody can be number one at something. So I think that was like Bertha family, where if you counted everything with a big Bertha name on it, which was basically the entirety of a, the Callaway lineup, they were they were selling more Berthas than, than TaylorMade was selling M's. But uh, I think if you look at an individual model, it's whatever replaces uh, M5. And do you think that the new... Um cobra driver is going to come out you don't think that's going to claim number one in our testing well i mean it's tough right because i i haven't seen what TaylorMade has i haven't seen what what callaway has all i know is that the right the the cobra was really really close this year and this one is better and, exactly uh, so you, yeah, you so, think it's gonna it's gonna tip tip them over the edge and well i mean but TaylorMade's gonna be you know incrementally better and, and callaway is gonna be incrementally better and you know, you never know. There could be a dark horse out there, but I think, yeah, I, th- I think those are the three, right? If you're gonna, you can say, hey, what are what are the top three? What are you betting on? I'm gonna bet on Tal- TaylorMade, Callaway, and Cobra. And you if know. you look at who won most wanted over the last five, six years, it's been those brands every year. I think Ping well, is gonna Ping, produce this yeah, year. Yeah, don't discount Ping, right? But Ping won with with 400 LST. I right? think Lynx. <laughs> Oh, speaking. Barbara told me to say and, that. You and John Barba. <laughs> speaking of Lynx, <laughs> Lynx Golf. For those that do not remember that brand, they were popular, you know, some time ago. I don't remember that brand, especially yeah. abroad. When you go, to, when you go to England, they were everywhere. They're they in are in every pro shop. Every pro shop, they're in there. Yeah. Just because maybe of historical purposes, now they're in the corner on the on the desk, but they're still there. They're still there. But whether they buy them or not is another thing. So Lynx Golf is trying to figure out North America and has just released something called the Lynx Prowler Forged Iron. And um, for those out there that don't know what it looks like, just think PXG, a lot of milling, a lot of shiny metal, and you're pretty close, right? Um, Yeah, I think. Now, they're not happy about people saying that they look like PXG. They claim that they were PXG before PXG. In the weights category, meaning they were out there on Twitter showing proof of their their tungsten or their weights and their irons prior to PXG. But at the end of the day, it looks like a modern PXG with a little bit more uh, pizzazz to it. And let's face it, they're not trying to <laughs> be... What's that? Tony's face. <laughs> <laughs> pizzazz, however you... Bedazzle, whatever you want to call it. That's it. <laughs> you know, it looks like a KZ... Remember KZG? Yeah. Those no, irons? Yeah. It reminds me a lot of a KZG iron, especially the shaping of it. Yeah, I think how John described it in the article was like this PXG meets a, a tailor-made rack with some milling thrown in, right? And there's obviously New Level does some milling. Yeah. The uh, We looked at, what, several years ago, the Japanese uh, component brand Sakura did some milling on the outside. You've seen the new PXG blades. They're doing some milling on the outside, and this is sort of like Let's take a little bit of here, a little bit of there. I mean, for better or worse, like if we're being honest, you look at some of the the previous Lynx designs too. They had, 
and they have the the what I think it's actually called the BB driver or something that like that, which kind of looks like a an amalgamation <laughs> of a Big Bertha and a TaylorMade offering. So this this little bit from here, a little bit of there, borrow some inspiration and and bundle it together, and yeah, that's it seems to be kind of what they do. Yeah, let's face it, they're not trying to be TaylorMade, they're not trying to be Callaway, they're trying to be profitable, right? So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, it is nice to be in the golf industry, but it's even nicer to make some money in the golf industry. And if we're all being honest, watching this for a long time, there aren't that many companies making that much money in the golf industry. So um, sometimes being small can be a good thing. But rarely is it possible, though, for small to be game-changing. And I don't think Lynx is doing anything game-changing. The big question to me really is, is there a place for Lynx golf? And what do you think? You know, in the US, in North America. Yeah, I don't think they're going to crack North America. Unfortunately, I think I think their their lane is is England and Europe. Yeah, zero point zero percent chance that Lynx moves the needle. And um, let's call Barbara and see what he thinks. That's what I'm going to do right now. John's out playing stream song today, man. Well, let's see. Oh, oh. oh Barbara, you know, damn it. Hey, John, this is uh, Adam over at My Gospel. We're on No Putts Given. and You weren't supposed to tell him that. You're right. Damn it. Keep going. John, keep going, we're keep not going. on No Putts Given, and we have we're a question for you. We're definitely not on No Putts Given right now. <laughs> definitely not on No Putts Given. The question is, do you think Lynx Golf has a place in the golf industry? Call us back. Thanks, John. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway... What do you think, Tony? I mean, what ultimately is Lynx Golf in the golf industry? I, I mean, I think it's it's another in a growing, and we've seen. I think John talked about it in one of the stories he wrote last time around. Like it's just one of a growing number of of direct to consumer club brands, right? So we've seen it on the ball side, and now we're starting to see it more and more on the club side. Where you know, again, the whole idea is eliminate the middleman, even if. You know, very often when you're dealing with open molds and, and things like that, which is what a lot of these these clubs are, a, a lot of people just love being in the golf industry. So if you can make enough where you can live a comfortable life and, and be happy and, and make clubs and sell clubs and, you know, all that stuff and, and really just be in it, man, that's cool. And so if, if that's what Lynx wants to do and, and that's what, what they are able to do, then, yeah, like I said, that's cool. Yeah. Based on their Twitter, though, I don't think they're enjoying being in the golf industry. Well, a little <laughs> falling out with club pro guy way back, right? Still, yeah. still <laughs> rubbing opportunity. them. Missed opportunity. Faux show. So talking about direct-to-consumer brands, uh, let's get to the next topic, and that is the 2019 golf ball survey that we put out. Really interesting. I love the surveys that we publish on My Golf Spy just because I don't know if anyone else publishes this type of information for consumers to digest. It's just really telling sometimes to be able to look at this much information from this many golfers because so many times we just think our opinion is everyone's opinion, right? So mm -hmm. like this is the ball I play or this is what people probably like. And what you see is just often really interesting. So... The golf ball survey, uh, Tony published what this early this week, Monday. right, Tony? Monday. Yeah, Monday. So we had seven thousand people take uh, take the survey. That's a lot. Seven thousand and nine. <laughs> so seven thousand people responded um, more than last time. Last time we did one was in two thousand fifteen, which was really cool to to see the juxtaposition of those two, you know, years done that far apart, right? So one of the most interesting things 
was that in 2015, close to 0% of those that took the survey had ever tried a single direct consumer ball. They probably didn't know what that meant either. Yeah, yeah, they didn't even probably know what direct consumer yeah. was. Now think about this. In 2019, over 50% of people that took the survey have tried a direct consumer golf ball. That is an amazing stat. Wow. And for those that are saying, well, in 2015, there were no direct consumer golf balls, that's actually not true. Our first direct consumer golf ball test was actually in 2015, and there were balls like 3UP, Lightning, Monsta, Encore, Snell, Nicholas Black was in our test, uh, and Snell blew away the competition. But it was amazing to go back and actually look at those golf balls and the stats from that. That was when Encore made a, uh, for those who don't remember, a, a, a metal core golf ball. Which I, still, I feel, do they still make, they might still make a metal core golf ball. Looking but, uh, at that data from that test, I hope they don't because it was real bad. There was room for improvement. Yes, and you would be <laughs> deaf. But a tad. some of the other cool things that came out of this were the percentage of people that played this year a Titleist ball. What was that, Tony? What was the number on that? Yeah, I mean, that it, so the question was like, which of these brands have you tried or played at least once this year? And it was, what, just just a hair short of 80% of the 7,000-plus wow. people that took the survey had played a Titleist at one point this year. Is that a Pro-V, Pro-V1? That was not specific to any model, but yeah, so 80% Still have, massive have tried. Percentage. And you, you got to think, right, there's been some... Titleist has had some interesting stuff within the last year that would give you some incentive to try a Titleist ball. If you haven't, like AVX, AVX. for example, was something brand new for them. Some of the softer stuff is is interesting to people. Um, Possibly before our survey, some people got their hands on Left Dash even. So just kind of a little more variety from Titleist. But that's, you know, it's still 80%. Yeah, which is, you know, the next closest was not even close to 80%. Yeah, I don't even remember what it was, but... 30-ish, yeah. But do you know what ball it was? It was, yeah, it was Shrixon, and if you rounded, Shrixon and, and TaylorMade would Bridgestone. be effectively the same, and then Bridgestone was kind of the next step down. Right. The next name, which is surprising, right? The number two ball in golf, Callaway, and for our reader, it was not nearly the second ranked ball. It was number six, uh, from what all I could tell from the numbers. And, you know, rightfully so, right? I mean what we discovered and uncovered and, you know, Tony found in the Find It, Cut It series. Uh, no number two ball in golf should have quality control issues like that, in my right. opinion. So, anyway, interesting to see, for sure. For sure, yeah. I guess it suggests that people are actually reading. <laughs> so <that's, laughs> woo Yeah, so. Yeah, it was a good survey. It was a good survey. I, I love the surveys we publish, man. It's just... Um, well, really it's eye-opening because yeah. you, 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 when you go out, you ask your buddies certain questions and you only get like maybe 10, 10 answers. But then when you've got 7,000... Well, to see how many golfers also have tried Snell, Vice, Encore. I mean, people are out there. These, these options that, you know, let's say when that Kirkland ball test happened, mm-hmm. right? That just, in my opinion, I just will never forget when that hit, that changed the golf, the golf ball industry, in my opinion. And the things you would be hearing... It was people arguing with themselves. They're like, I don't give a shit how good that Kirkland ball is. That thing is, that logo looks terrible. And then about a month later, they were like, man, I found one of those balls in the woods. and I hit that, and I was like, damn. Two months after that, man, what ball are you playing? 
playing that Kirk, that K-Sig, baby. <laughs> That's yeah, all right. I'm playing. <laughs> and speaking of the K-Sig, uh, pretty soon that putter and wedge got to be coming out pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, who knows, right? Because the uh, they were they were going to restock the balls in October, right? It was like supposed to be around the 25th of October, and not surprising that that restock didn't happen. I think that probably suggests that they're uh, looking at that cover issue pretty closely. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'd be shocked if we didn't see it, the the putter and the wedge in time for Christmas, right? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be the a holiday golf season. Well, it's it's gonna be it's, they're gonna have better durability. Than the golf balls. Well, I, as I long as the face of the putter doesn't... Doesn't melt off. Melt off. Yeah, I think you'll be good. You... All right. Well, um, next up is Wilson Staff Utility Iron. So for everyone out there that is a Wilson Golf fan, which there are some diehard Wilson Golf fans, that is faux show. And Barba... It's probably it, one of those two. He plays both sides of the coin. He plays the Lynx side. And actually, he plays a... He's for sale. His bag is for sale. <laughs> He's any got day a hobby club in his bag somewhere. He accidentally texted a picture that he meant to send to like somebody else, and he was like, "Man, what am I going to play this week?" You know, and it was a picture of like his office, and it was just Stop. bags of golf clubs, and he was like, oh, "Sorry to me to send that to you." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, yeah, so he calls it the schizophrenic golf bag, man. His golf bag is something else. But um, you would think with all the access he has to all the different clubs. He's got them all. But that's what I'm saying. You'd think that he wouldn't. You know, sometimes I'll you see him post on, all, Sometimes you'll post on Twitter clubs that he tried 20 years ago. You know, he travels a lot for his real job. And so wherever he goes, whatever cities he's in, he, he walks into a golf shop and goes right to the used bin. And he's like, he's, he's bought everything, you know, you're talking like a Gen 1 PXG hybrid all the way down to. Like a Ben Hogan iron to something, God knows. The mini, the know, mini big birth of the Callaway. Five used years to have before that, like steelhead. Literally any new thing, any old thing. If he finds it and thinks it's cool, he just adds it to the pile. You got it. You got to admit though, Barbara is one of the best dudes you'll ever meet. He man. sure is, man. I don't yeah, know. He's that. Yeah, he's a good dude. Somewhere he's out at Streamsong right now, and I guarantee you today he's hitting that new Wilson Staff utility. Damn right he is, <laughs> and yeah, I bet you he's loving it too. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, and he's going to tell us all about it too. Um, Hopefully so he calls back. They came out with a new utility iron that looks, you know, clean and uncomplicated, basically, mm-hmm. right? And that's something that they, I, I wouldn't agree with that. Okay, what you got? So I guess right. So it's it's everything you would expect from a utility iron, right? It's high launch. It's it's low spin. It's longer. Yada yada yada. But just the cosmetics is, you know, they did the same thing. We we see other companies have tried where you blend like a high polished chrome on on the back cavity, right? High polished chrome with like that a brushed almost kind of rough steel kind of finish. It's almost and like it, a cast that it, in that in that uh, near the heel area. You know what I'm talking about? Where the pocket is where they did that cast look that offsets the polish. It looks like a cheap casting to me. I don't know. It didn't come out beautiful. Yeah, and it never does. Like, that's the thing. This isn't just on Wilson. Like, it's one of these things, like, it sounds really cool. We're going to blend, like, this high polish with more of a matte kind of almost gritty kind of steel finish. And just, I've never seen it done where I've looked at it and go, oh, my God, this looks so good. There's, there's just always something. I mean, Cobra's done it. You know, I'll th- is I'll that throw Barbara co- right there? Sorry, sorry, Tony. We're gonna so have we're gonna to, have to break. We're, we're breaking in right now. Going live to John Barba. We're going live to John Barba. John Barba, how you doing today? I am fantastic. You are. Um, I got I'm a couple. I'm on the 14th screen at Stream 
now. <laughs> Let me just Lucky ask you a couple Barbara. quick questions, and I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, are you playing the new Wilson Staff Utility Iron today? Have you hit it at all? I have hit it, and it's 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 fine. I I really like that fine. Uh, I have been. It's I, just it's swell. Fine in the, in the best sense of the word. There's a quote right. they're going to want to use yeah. in their advertising. <laughs> Wilson Utility Iron. Fine. It's just fine. All right, next question is, is there a place for Lynx Golf? For Lynx Golf? Oh, yeah, absolutely. For weird people like me who like, like playing weird shit, basically. <laughs> like playing stuff that no one else is going to play. The, 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 the equipment is, is fine. Uh, I got a set of the VT Prowler irons, and they're, they're, they're very good irons. Um, they, they don't stand out anyway. I mean, they're not like game-changing irons in anybody's in anybody's mind. Hey, Hank, I'm gonna put you on hold. I got a putt for a birdie. Okay, go don't. All right, you go do that. <laughs> He's literally in the middle of his That's round awesome, putting man. for birdie. That's awesome. This is not is good so cool. on course etiquette right here. Let's see if we can hear Barb make birdie. I wonder what putter he's using. What do you think? Oh! oh. <laughs> he, I guarantee he burned the edge. I just, I, I just missed it. <laughs> hey, let it, let it, what, are you, what are you putting with? I am putting with my Adele Willamette. Hmm. Yeah, I Should've mean, Barbara is. Would have gone in. He is. Uh, either roll would have gone in. <laughs> he is our absolute, like, outside the mainstream correspondent. Like, that's his role. It was in Gimme Range. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Barbara, we'll let you get back to the golf, man, all right? Well, I'm going to sign off now, but yep, just validating street songs definitely worth it. All, all right, en- enjoy those Wilson Utility Irons, okay? You got it. All right. <laughs> They're fine. Uh, they're fine. They are they're just, just fine. fine. <laughs> anyway, back to the thing. So they made they made a really they made a really nice looking blade that everybody, for the most part, says that's a sexy looking blade, right? So this kind of plays off that blade a little bit. I don't think they pulled it off too well, in my opinion. It sounds like you don't either, but it, it is pretty yeah, clean. It's just like yeah, it's clean. And again, and I think if they had just made it clean, it would have been fine. But it's it's that. Like we're gonna put in a couple of like tumbled areas, right, where it's kind of rough and unpolished, and it just, it just doesn't work for me. And I, like I said, it on paper it sounds like a really cool concept. I've just never seen it executed really well by anyone. So, well, tough. That that being said, they did need an, a utility iron, right? So if you're gonna be a full line company, you got to be a full line company, right? So a utility iron was something that they needed to come out with, and. You know, Tony, why why do you think that they did this, in your opinion? Well, first of all, like you said, if you're going to be a full-line company, you need to be a full-line company, and that means you have to have almost anything, everything that a golfer might want. Now, you know, that's not to say Wilson needs to make a 430cc driver head, but you need to have every category covered, and as we've seen, utility irons continues to grow as, as a category, and, you know, hybrids became the alternative to long irons, and now utility... <laughs> clubs are becoming the alternative to hybrids uh and so you know one you've got to have one and if you look at that it's also kind of an opportunity for a for a niche company to to make a little bit of an inroad and and gain some share that they might not otherwise have and taylor made what is the uh gapper gapper Gapper. yeah they did they did fairly well with gapper this year you know yeah they did yeah and utilities are in right now they're hip Yep. It's like the cool thing to have because Tiger brought out Gapper at the Open and everyone was like, oh, my God. Yeah, but anything that he hits, everyone's like, oh, my God. But even still, I mean, look at Gary Woodland. He's a Wilson staffer, and it, it's gonna look, he's a big stinger guy. If he pops this in his bag, it's going to look good you think for him. Speaking of stinger, <laughs> you, think, you think they're going to call uh, Kyle Mays? 
Send he's actually Kyle. playing in the second stage of the uh, Q school right now. Is he yeah. really? I wonder how him. he's getting on. Not to follow. Cart Barn guy's a good dude, Kyle. Yeah. I think they're going to have a long way to go when it comes to actually performance with Wilson. I think they'll be middle of the road. I think they'll beat Lynx if they if they participate. But mm, that's a bold statement. I know. I don't think. I just I just don't see it. Just from seeing the images and I'm looking forward to testing it. I just don't think it's going to be one of those ones where you're going to be like, I need that club. And the interesting thing about the utility category is still kind of undefined, right? So, like, a great example of, again, the gapper where TaylorMade gave you more than one choice, for everything from, like, a traditional sort of almost, like, long iron, just slightly slightly bigger than a traditional long iron, traditional driving iron, all the way up to that, that gapper uh-huh. high, which was more hybrid than anything else. And so there's there's some room to be creative in the category. But, yeah, I think... I think it's it's going to be tough for for Wilson to kind of move the needle if because you know the the competition is getting stiffer, um, and there's already some really good offerings from smaller companies. Again, the Shrixons in there. The the Mizuno HMB is just nonsense, right? I mean that thing is just so good. Stupid uh, easy. So, Super yeah. nice. So I mean it's 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 becoming a bigger challenge by the day to to really make an impact in that category. But again, niche is where opportunities are often. So maybe true. we'll see. And it's good to see Wilson. You know, when we first started Mike Ospie, Tony, Wilson, you have to admit they're in a much better place than they <laughs> oh were God, then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, the the new team is, yeah, it's it's way better than it was. And, and the product is is way better than it was. I still think there's there's a lot of room for improvement in the driver category, but we've seen their wedges perform well for us. I mean, the that iron, that FG Tour series, right, that, that kind of the, I guess, really the one we would say is the flagship Wilson product in the iron category has done pretty well. Yeah, V6 um, was really good. As well. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's not like they're – they're not strong in every category, but they are making strong product in places. And so, yeah, like I said, maybe, maybe with the utility iron. They're no longer yeah. a joke in the golf industry, and so it's good to see. Rebound. Yep. A couple things before we go, uh, just as reminders, the personal launch monitor test, which is going to be a big one, I think. And I think there's going to be some surprises that people aren't ready to hear or ready to see. But that is coming out when, Harry? Uh, we're postponing it for next week, so it's going to be early next week. We are fine tuning everything. We just want to make sure we got everything correct. I am not committing. To, yeah, I'm not committing to early next week. I, I haven't even looked at it yet. So next week sometime. <laughs> all right, next if, week sometime. No, no later than Thursday of next week. How about that? Yeah, we're all going to get together and um, fine tune this article out just so we get the best information possible for you consumers out there. Yeah, the reason why is because this one, since it's the first year, we're really doing a. A, we've done one in the past a little bit differently, but the most robust one that's, I think, been done head-to-head for these. So we want to make sure we do the, a good job. And there's so many little nuances and educational pieces that we need to cover. Big educational pieces, yes. Yeah, we need to make sure we cover everything for everybody. So um, definitely by the end of next week, we'll have that. One other thing before we go is something that we do every year that I don't think most people know, and that is... Uh, we do a donor raffle every year. Every year before Most Wanted, we ask for donations uh, because every year we have to purchase quite a bit of equipment for testing. And we ask consumers to donate if they feel like they you know, would like to. And for those people that donate, we then purchase the equipment we need for testing. And at the end of the year, we then give that equipment or that value in equipment back. So this year, our donor raffle will be next week, Wednesday the 13th. 
And for anyone that has donated before or donates between now and the 13th, we will be raffling off sets of clubs, irons, wedges, putters, range finders, probably. Probably a utility iron, right? For sure. Probably a utility iron. We have a lot of gear that you don't want to miss. So tune in at 12 o'clock. Yep. 12 o'clock. Wednesday. Noon EST. And there will be a live raffle, so we will draw the numbers. We'll tell you who wins what. And like I said, anybody that has donated up to now will be considered in the raffle. And anyone that donates between today when they hear this and between next Wednesday at 12 noon will also be considered. We're also going to have a live. um, We're going to be live on YouTube. So we'll have a donation there as well when we go live. So we will be pulling out a couple of winners for those live uh, donations. So that's right. If you if you think you're too late, you're not. Yeah, so I think it's around fifteen thousand dollars in It's around about that. Yep, it's around pretty about big. Fifteen thousand. It's a lot of damn golf clubs. It's a lot of clubs. We were just sorting it. What, yeah, yesterday. we were sorting it. It was like this is a lot of gear. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's cool to give back to those people that helped us because every year we need the help. I don't think people understand how much equipment has to be purchased in order to do all the testing. Seriously. And so we appreciate all the help from everybody. It's odd because so many people seem to, to, to know when we miss a given piece of something in a category. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There's always say, why don't you include this? Invalid. It is so, what it is. So if you want to see that product tested, donate. Might even include it. Bling blow. Anyway. I think that's it for No Putts Given today. What do you think? You got anything to say? Any parting parting wisdom? Any deep tips from Harry Nodwell? Not today. I, I kind of, yeah, mm. I know. I'm sorry. I've, what? No deep Any tips. Any early marriage tips? Laugh. 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 <laughs>